You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Caps. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Bohemia. We're in Bohemia on Long Island. Finally got it right. Uh, you got myself here, Mr. Matty Caps, along with my co-host, good friend, producer, Mr. Speedy Petey. We have plenty of stuff to go over today in the NBA, in the NFL, in Major League Baseball as well. But first things first, Speedy Petey, how was your day, buddy? Tired and busy. <laughs> as per usual, as everyone yep. else, tired and busy. Yep. Tired, busy, tired, busy. Well, that's how I feel, too. I am very tired. I am very busy. Actually, I'm not busy. I'm just very tired. I'm just old. You know, I, it's, it's crazy. But let's get into it right now. Let's talk about it, Speedy. Last night, we saw something that has happened before, okay? Uh, LeBron James decided to go on and pass Michael Jordan for the all-time NBA scoring. Uh, he jumped him. LeBron James is now number four, and Michael Jordan is number five on the list. And, Speedy, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think this is a big deal for LeBron James and his legacy going forward that he passed Michael Jordan, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think it is. No, it's going to take a lot more for that to happen. LeBron James is the most well-rounded player we've seen, but in terms of being better than Michael Jordan, it doesn't make him better than Michael Jordan right now. Obviously, if he accomplishes more with the Lakers in the future, it could happen, but I, right now I don't see it. Passing him in a points legacy when he's... I think played he played more seasons to this point is still not really going to make a difference. Yeah, he did it on less shots. I think is what they're hearing. But yeah, I, I think a lot of that had to do with the free throw, uh, free throws disparity. Too. Which so it doesn't make any. I sense. I mean, yeah, it, it's something where both of them have gone on the line a lot. All right, that might cancel. And okay, LeBron did it on less shots, but also LeBron probably has more threes as well. Just being into now a three point NBA game, whereas Michael Jordan didn't really play in a three point NBA game. So. I don't think it makes a difference right now. If he expands the point total and gets higher, we'll see. Right now, it's it's still behind where Michael Jordan is, and I still think it'll stay behind just with the way this situation has been going with the Lakers. And as of right now, it, it, I don't think it matters right now. He's still behind him, and I th still think it'll take well, a lot will, for him to he, pass him. Listen, 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 listen. LeBron James is not passing Michael Jordan any which way, okay? I hate all the LeBron lovers, everybody who rides LeBron's jock, okay? I hate to break it to you, but he's not passing Michael Jordan as the best player on the planet because let's be real here. He's not even the best player in the league right now. In, in, not, in this this season, no, yeah. not this season. Giannis is better than him. Mm -hmm. Right now, and he Giannis is the only one that's better than LeBron James right now yep. with the, with the way he's playing, and you can't change my mind about that because what I'm saying is a hundred percent true. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the NBA on this given day, in this given moment. 
okay? Not even a question. LeBron James passed Michael Jordan last night to move up to fourth all-time. Eventually, LeBron James is going to be first all-time. And let's be real here, okay? LeBron James still will never be as good as Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could have finished sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth on the scoring list. It wouldn't have mattered, okay? All the LeBron lovers need to get off his jock, okay, and look at the big picture here. And the big picture is LeBron James has played in the NBA much longer than Michael Jordan did, okay? Does, of course, yeah, LeBron James, uh, more assists, more rebounds, and now more points. Yes, listen, I understand that. But there's more to the NBA game than all that stuff. And, of course, people say championships. Look, I look at championships. If you want to be the greatest of all time, you have to have multiple championships in on your resume. Okay? You can't just have one. I, I mean, um, unless your numbers are astronomical. And don't get me wrong. I guess in the NBA, because I look at it like this. Peyton Manning has one championship. He's con- he's considered one of the greatest of all time at his position. Maybe the NFL and uh, NBA are different because, right, but you can't consider him number one because of that. No, no, but, because of, because of his postseason woes. And here's the other thing too: you want to put Peyton Manning and LeBron James in the same sentence, though. Peyton Manning might be further down the list because a lot of his playoff woes are actually bad losses that he's taken to, either to bad teams or has been to games that were low-scoring games. And he struggled against like particularly good defenses. Like the Super Bowl where he defenses. didn't score a point. Right, the, the Super Bowl where he didn't, he didn't... Well, no, uh, I think you were talking about the Seahawks Super Bowl, but even like some of the games with the Colts, too. Like They were one season, they... They lost twenty to seventeen, twenty three to seventeen. Like you don't blame the defenses for those games. No, 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 no. But but that's what I'm but, saying. Like, but but I don't think what, LeBron James has had as many as those duds. Is that's what I'm saying. That's what I look like. But to be honest with you, you have six losses in an NBA Finals. I, don't get me wrong. You've been there nine times. You played in the weak East that couldn't even beat my high school team. Right. Some of those teams in the East. Okay. And you you've been there eight straight times. And listen, it's a feat that may never be broken. To be in an NBA Finals, what is it? Eight straight times, right, Speedy? I'm mm-hmm. right. Eight straight times. Like, it may never be broken. But the fact is, you'll never be as great as Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you want to know what it is? Michael Jordan has that it factor. He has that killer instinct. He has that mentality where he doesn't give a crap if your friends are not. If you're going against him, he's going to drop 40 points on you. No problem. He also played when the East was the stronger conference, too, as a whole, as well. well so yeah. him getting there and, and winning those finals were t- tougher tasks as a whole, whereas LeBron was playing against a lot of maybe upstart teams and then, uh, as well, constantly choke-prone teams, as we've seen in the playoffs in recent years. And, yeah, some teams have played him close, like Boston has played him close. Uh the who was it last year that took him to seven games? Was it the Pacers? I think that played him close. Yeah, and even they played him close when he was with Miami too. So there are certain teams that have been close, but they just haven't been able to get over the hump. So Lebr- uh, LeBron's path hasn't been as hard just being in throughout the his career. Maybe besides the beginning, the weaker Eastern Conference in comparison to Jordan, where for most of his career the Eastern Conference was more dominant. And, and, and that's the thing. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love when people argue uh, about who's better and whatnot, and they bring up numbers and all that good stuff. And listen, I understand the numbers standpoint. I really, really do. Okay. But when it's all said and done, who do you want on your team 
at the end of the day? Do you want Michael Jordan or LeBron James? It depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for well-rounded or are you looking for the best? Because more dominant is Michael Jordan. Michael I'm Jordan is the most, the most dominant, dominant player. player. And I'm, that would be Michael Jordan. And and that's on both sides of the ball, too. I mean, Michael Jordan never went into an NBA season disinterested like, like LeBron James is. Michael Jordan never had to form a super team to win a championship, okay, like LeBron James did. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan never really put his teammates down or thrown them under the bus when it comes to the media like LeBron James has done. And again, I'm going to say it again. Yeah, LeBron James has more assists, more rebounds, and, and all that stuff. But he's played longer. Yeah, he's scored on more on less shots. Okay, LeBron James... Every single night, he has two or three highlight dunks. Michael Jordan, yeah, he was getting to the rim at will. He wasn't dunking the ball like LeBron James is doing. You guys have to keep that in mind. On a thousand less shots, LeBron James has scored more points than Michael Jordan, which is completely and utterly fair, and I understand that. But when push comes to shove, like I asked you, Speedy, who do you want on your team as the most dominant player? More dominant is Michael Jordan. And it's in terms not of even what a question. he's good at. Michael Jordan is more dominant. And it's not even a question. Right. Michael Jordan is the guy. So, yes, it is a feat what LeBron James did. It is a big deal on LeBron James passing Michael Jordan. And I, I understand how people and LeBron lovers are all about that. Okay? But LeBron James, in my eyes, will never, ever, ever pass Michael Jordan. And, and there's not even a question. I, I just I can't see him doing it. Regardless, because of his record and playing in the weak East and forming super teams, like he doesn't seem to realize that he is the cause for all of this. For every team, the 76ers, the Golden State Warriors, for every team, he is the cause of super teams. There's nobody else for reason for it. Can you agree with me there, Speedy? Here's the other thing, too, though, and obviously, like I said, it's right now an unfinished legacy. He also did beat and come back from against one of those super teams. Now, as of right now, he did it once, and I think that'll cancel out with the dud he had against the Mavericks, which weren't really a super team. They were a four seed. So right now, I think that cancels. But if he does do more with the Lakers, where maybe the West does stay the stronger conference, or they beat a loaded Celtics team, if that's the case, the loaded 76ers, if they if that's the case in the future, that could end up happening. That's the only argument against the super teams because you're right, more of them are being formed where he's playing against them. So if he does end up beating them, which he did once, good job against Golden State, but he also lost to them, and then he also, again, like I said, he, lost to them twice. he had a dud, really bad dud against the Dallas Mavericks, where... Yeah, granted, maybe it was his first time. He was well, no, it wasn't his first time. It was the team's first time, but it wasn't his first time. But that's gonna I be tried whole... his first time. It was right. when they beat the Orlando Magic in Game Six and it went to the NBA Finals and got swept by Tim Duncan. Right, but still, like that's gonna be held against him for a while. I don't really hold the Spurs one against him because that was a that was a pretty bad team. But the Heat one, you could definitely do that against Dallas. So. Until that ends up happening, it's going to take a lot to make up for that. But again, if he beats other quote-unquote super teams in the future, that could elevate it a little further. Because again, he has to play against them now where they didn't have to. Like Jordan, he played against cores. Like there were great cores. He beat Utah, which were a great core. The Supersonics, great core. But it wasn't really what you would call a super team. 
So that's the only argument. But again, there until, are no super until teams. He, LeBron James formed the right. first super until team. until he does it. I have to I have to still give the edge there because right now the Golden State championship, which was great and a great playoff performance by him cancels out with the dud against the Mavericks as of right now. Hey, hey, listen, LeBron James will never pass Michael Jordan in my eyes. Um, talking about LeBron James some more, he says his first encounter with, with Michael Jordan was like meeting God. And he talks about Jordan in such high praise, rightfully so, and I don't blame him for that. And entering last night's game against the Denver Nuggets, trailing Jordan by 12 points, James tied Jordan. At 32,292 career points with a fadeaway 19-footer midway through the second quarter, then passed him with an N1 layup at the 5-minute 38-second mark. He sank the free throw to complete the three-point play, um, and he went on to finish the game with 30 po- 31 points, but the Lakers still lost 115-99. to 99. And I quote from LeBron James himself, of all the stuff I've done in my career, this ranks right up there at the top with winning a championship. For a kid from Akron, Ohio that needed inspiration and needed some type of positive influence, MJ was that guy for me. I watched him from afar, wanted to be like MJ, wanted to shoot fadeaways like MJ, which LeBron James doesn't shoot fadeaways like MJ, wanted to stick my tongue out on dunks like MJ, wanted to wear my sneakers like MJ. I wanted kids to look up to me at some point like MJ, and it's beyond crazy to think about, I just passed him on the list. And it, to be honest with you, I, I take this with a grain of salt. You know, I mean, Le- Michael Jordan congratulated him with a brief statement, just saying he wanted to congratulate LeBron on achieving a great milestone during his amazing career. But listen, listen, you're still not up there with the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, again, sets himself, sets himself above everybody else. And again, I'm going to stick by this and people crucify me and get on me about it. The closest person to Michael Jordan that I've seen, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, in my eyes, was the closest player that resembled him, that had the mentality that Michael Jordan had, and that played in almost one of the toughest eras. Don't get me wrong, the 90s was the toughest eras. And Kobe Bryant was obviously still in high school and middle school and stuff during that time. Okay, but he almost played in those years. And to be honest with you, Kobe Bryant is a one tough SOB, if you want me to be honest. What do you think about Kobe Bryant? In terms of his overall game, I would say it closer resembles Michael Jordan. I I think in terms of his overall game, it was still not there yet, though. And I I don't think his overall game will, will did ever get there. Yes, he had a great shot. He obviously one of the best shooters we've ever seen. But I think his overall game was still not there to the level of Jordan. Jordan had a great defense. He had obviously that great dominance that you were talking about. He got to the free throw line. So I I still think, yeah, maybe you can argue it because of the same position, same kind of shooting ability. Okay, fine. But Kobe was also at times inefficient as well. So where Jordan really wasn't, Kobe would take bad shots. It seemed like Jordan wouldn't really do that. So sure, you could argue it, but it's still a big drastic difference, though. And that's just how good Jordan is. Uh, and that th- there you go. You hit it right on the head. That's just how good Michael Jordan is on that. But ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, Kev- uh, Kevin, uh, LeBron James did pass Michael Jordan last night. For fifth, so now he's fourth all time on all NBA scoring. And if he keeps doing what he's doing within the next two to three years, he will pass 
the all-time great. Who's number one, Speedy? What? On the all-time NBA scoring list, who's number one? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There you go. He's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the isn't all-time. He, isn't he a thousand points ahead of the next guy though, or something like that? Kareem? Yeah. I thought uh, I thought it was a big difference. Well, though. well Carl Malone's Carl Malone's second. I yeah, know that, I, but I but think I Carl thought... Malone's at like thirty nine. So Kareem has to be at forty or forty one. Look that up. Right. I thought I thought it was something that was going to be very hard to break, though. Uh, when you look at the all times, I know Kobe. Is... No, Kareem's at thirty eight three eighty seven. Carl Malone's at thirty six nine two eight, and Kobe Bryant's at thirty three six four three. Okay, so. That is still a difference that is pretty drastic when you look at it. However, if LeBron's longevity is strong enough, I guess it's possible. It's going to be very it's gonna hard, be, It's going to be his ego that really takes over. That, that's why I think it's not even going to matter. His ego is going to take over, and he's going to want to break every single record possible going forward with LeBron James. But again, I'm one of the guys that can't stand LeBron James going forward. Who am I speaking with? Who am I dealing with? You're dealing with the beef. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. The beef! What's up, buddy? How are you been? Good. What's going on? Hey, well, uh, yeah, I have to pretty much agree with everything you said about you know LeBron James. I'm not a big LeBron James fan either. I can't stand him. I really don't think that he's going to pass Kareem, and I don't think he's going to win another championship in his career. I think he's done. I, I Listen... LeBron James, you never bet against. It's almost like betting you never well, bet that, you bet never bet against Tom Brady. Like LeBron James is just someone you don't want to, to bet me, against. To me, LeBron would only have one championship because if it wasn't for Kyrie Irving, and then if it wasn't for Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen and all those other guys, he would never won those championships. What do you mean? If yeah, you're a hundred percent right. He would only have one, and he only got so one only lucky. Have, he would only have one. Listen. You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. I agree. I'm a big critic of LeBron James. And it's only because he cries and whines and bitches about everything when, to be honest with you, like I've always said over and over again, he's the reason for super teams. He's the yeah, reason no, that this uh, all 100%. happens is because 100%. of him and what he did with Miami. There's no and one really else to blame. And he didn't get to play in the tough ever like Kobe almost did. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, nah. Kobe was at the tail end of it. So and was, and Kobe know. was 18 years old when he came in to the league yeah. as well. I mean, you look at it. Listen, listen, listen. LeBron James would be the only person in this era, maybe uh, Kawhi Leonard, that could play in that hard-hitting 90s era, in my opinion. But I may be wrong. Yeah. The, but those guys athletically and physically built the way they are, they could play in that era. But again... LeBron James wouldn't be scoring as much as he did because he would be getting hit a lot more. He's an awful, awful free throw shooter for someone who's six foot eight, six foot nine, small forward. You'd expect him to at least be hitting seventy five percent of his free throws, which he doesn't even get close to that. I think he's at like 63 percent speedy. Look, look what LeBron uh, LeBron James is shooting free throw for his career and this year. I I, I want to know what he's shooting, but. Listen, what what LeBron James did, you, you can't take anything away. Passing, no, pa- no, 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 passing no, no, the all time greatest. Talent. No one, no one's taking anything away from him. Sixty six point two this year, seventy three point six for his close, career. Jordan. No, yeah, no, he's not even close. And I've said it over and over again. And the reason why he's not even close is because he just doesn't have that it factor. He doesn't have that killer mentality. He doesn't. Yeah. He he doesn't want to take the last shot. Okay, ever. When have we ever no. seen him take a last shot? Never. 
I mean, he, he's hit some game winners in his career. Yes, Korea, yes. He has hit some game hand. winners in his career. Yes, I understand but that. Shooting is not his primary thing. No, and he, he's not a good shooter. And, and, and that's another thing. I, and, and that's why I argued with Vinny Rubo the other day on Tuesday and whatnot about LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And I'm, I, I, I've said it over and over again. If Michael Jordan played in the era it is today, he would average 50-plus points a game yeah. in this I era. I think he's a slow score right now at his age. What's up? I think he can still play it. I said he would average ten point. I say he would average between ten and twelve points a game in the NBA right now if he decided to come back at forty nine years old or whatever. How old he is? I think he would score ten points a game, maybe eleven, maybe nine, right in that vicinity. Play play nine to twelve minutes a game, and he would be able to score a little bit in in, in this day and age. And to me, if Jordan never retired, he probably would have had nine straight championships. Uh, that's kind of tough to say. Like, I don't like to play the what if game, but you could yeah. be uh, you could be a hundred percent right, and uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. Let's be honest. No, no one was really beating that Bulls team. That Bulls. No, team well, that, well, that's the thing. That Bulls team they they were destined for greatness, and they were a dynasty, and they did everything yep. under the sun when Michael Jordan Even when was Jordan there. Stepped away to go play baseball, they still there was no one playoffs. They, they they still won games that they were supposed to and whatnot. But it just shows that Michael Jordan is the biggest. Greatest basketball player that ever lived right now. Yep. I, 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 totally, I totally agree. And that's why I can't stand when people say, oh, LeBron is so much better than Jordan, but they it, don't it, even know what they're talking about. It really makes me sick and get under my it gets under my skin a lot to, it does, to hear because, people I say mean, that. Jordan has, what, six scoring titles? And uh, what does LeBron have to play? One? One scoring title. I don't even think LeBron James has a scoring title. Jordan had six. Yeah. No, I think Michael Jordan had ten. Speedy looked that up. Speedy looked that up. No, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan had ten scoring titles. It was ten. I thought it was six. I listen. I could be wrong. I'm gonna. He had six straight, and then three more. So nine. So he had nine scoring. Nine nine scoring titles. titles. LeBron had only one. Yes, 2007, 2008. So you look at that. No, 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 no. Michael Jordan is a ten-time NBA scoring champion. 1987 through 1993, and then 1996 through 1998. So he's a ten-time NBA scoring champion. Oh, okay. Right, but that, I thought it was six. Oh no, here uh, it is. One, two, three, four. Oh yeah, you're right. Eighty-six, eighty-seven. Yeah, okay, I yeah. saw eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Yep. Okay. He's yeah. a ten-time NBA scoring champion with a league back then that didn't shoot the three like they do now. Imagine if Jordan played in this era. Not even because of that. And yeah, he he was an okay three-point shooter, but that wasn't his game. He scored most of his point from fifteen to seventeen yeah, feet. You tell me. He, he, Easily learned how to shoot the three. Listen, he was shooting. That's the biggest thing with this argument. Okay, that's the biggest thing with this argument. Which, in this hypothetical, how would he have developed if he was say part of this new game? If he was LeBron's age? If he was maybe Russell Westbrook's age? We don't know. Right. When Michael Jordan wants to do something, he's going to do it and he's going to execute it to the right. best. Oh, yeah. Right. Listen. No, no, no. There's no doubt about that. The, I think the dominance and killer instinct will still be there. It's just interesting what his skill set would have been like. He would have mastered it like he did everything else in the game. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. Hmm. Oh, right. man. And, it, it's a very know, interesting time machine like dilemma that, that all fans want to know and we talk about this in the nba more than anything else it's a time machine kind of thing because he would have been raised really, differently coached differently too we don't know yeah but i really wish he didn't retire because who, who knows how the uh points he could have had or where he could have been or maybe he would have broke a record who knows oh you're listen 
taking a year and a half, two years off is a lot, especially for him that scored at will whenever he wanted. So sure. you're, you're 100% right in that instance. Yep. And, and, and like you said, Mike, people, it gets under your skin like it gets under my skin when people try to argue that. And listen, they, people probably bring up good points about LeBron James, and there, no, are, there are some they good do. points. But then you could just come back and say three for six in a championship. You want to be considered the GOAT. You have to win more games, more championships than you've lost. Okay, He's played in the weak East that couldn't even beat my old high school team. Mm-hmm. Um, look, he's played more games. He's played more more seasons than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan took off and was able to come back. So it, yeah, man, my, my Michael Jordan also stayed healthy for most of his career, too. I think he had what, one bad injury, and I think that was it. Well, LeBron has two, though, for the no, most no, part. No. This LeBron is, James has th- one injury, and it wasn't even that serious. A groin injury right. is nothing like breaking a bone, right. nothing like tearing anything. No, I'm, but Mike's saying that Jordan stayed relatively healthy. He but, did stay relatively right. healthy. I'm just saying Le- that's not really an argument against LeBron because LeBron has two. Look, look let, let, let me know when LeBron James has 103 fever and goes out and scores 38 points yeah. against the Cavs in Game 6 of an Eastern Conference Finals. It would never yeah. happen because LeBron James is a, a whiny, crying baby. And he would sit out the game regardless of it. But no. And then Michael Jordan played the NBA Finals with the flu against the Utah Jazz when they won. With the flu. And he goes out and scores 30-something points a game. Get the hell out of here. I love people. I do. I thoroughly enjoy people that try to argue. And they bring up stats about more rebounds, more assists, and all that stuff. We're He's more well-rounded. We know that. That doesn't make him more dominant. Exactly. He's... That's a speedy. You might have. You just said the smartest thing I've heard you say. He may be well more. He may be well rounded more, but he's not the most dominant guy. And Michael Jordan was the most dominant basketball player that I've ever seen, and that is why he's the greatest of all time. Yep. It, it's it's simple. It's simple. Oh, yeah, Mike. Well, I mean, like, well, LeBron even said it he, that he grew up watching Michael. And he Everybody did. Him, so. Everybody did. Everybody wanted Michael Jordan. Everyone wanted to be Michael Jordan. It's like, so So to me, in a way, he's saying that, all right, Jordan is still better than me. So basically, that's what he's saying. I want to be like Michael Jordan still. I wear his shoes. Like, tell me a guy. LeBron James, where's your clothing line? Where's your shoe deals? Michael Jordan is the biggest sneaker, has the biggest sneaker high ceiling that I've ever seen. Every single person wants to wear Jordans or J's, whatever you call them. You know, like, it's simple. And there's a reason why. It's because he's the greatest of all time. So, it is what it is. Yep, no, you're 100% right on everything you said. I totally agree with you. But, Mike, let me let you go. We're going to go to a break, and I hope to see you in here sometime soon, you know. I mean, Yeah, I'll get around eventually. Maybe, Maybe next Tuesday I'll pop in. Awesome. Maybe I'll have Speedy come in next Tuesday and see what's up. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll hit you up. All right. Sounds good, bro. Have a good one. All right, man. Be good. Talk to you later. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Beave. Always a fun call. Always a good guy to talk to when he's not being delusional about his Dallas Cowboys, which Speedy and I both know that he tends to do sometime. But sometimes. But we are going to go to a quick break. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from break, I want to get into some more NBA news. I want to talk about LeBron James's comments about his young core. And whatnot. I want to talk about Charles Barkley, um, of talking about Kyrie Irving. I want to talk about Kevin Durant having one foot out the door. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the sport, uh, ooh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. That was close. Ooh. I've been so good lately, too. I haven't even thought about it or say, said anything, but I almost just said it there. I'm sure Vinny Rubo's laughing <laughs> if he's listening to this because I've been so good at doing that. Um, I still want to talk about LeBron James a little bit because now there are reports that him throwing his young guys under the bus and all this nonsense and everything. And one thing I want to talk about is LeBron James and his young core. LeBron James knew what he was getting into when he left Cleveland to go to L.A. Yeah, it's probably a lot more business purposes on the long, on, in the long run for the L.A. Lakers, okay? But uh, he knew what he was getting into with this Laker young core, and we've seen throughout this entire season that LeBron James has taken shots at his young guys, that he's done stuff that he shouldn't have done as a leader of the team. And... LeBron James says it's unfair to expect so much from Lakers' young core. And to be honest with you, I agree with that a little bit. I do. But one thing I don't agree with is when he throws people under the bus and whatnot and takes shots at these guys, subtle, subtle, subtle jabs and whatnot, is why hasn't he taken any responsibility going forward for how he is? And Speedy, I'm going to ask you, why do you think that LeBron James has not taken any responsibility going forward for himself, for his actions, for his gameplay and everything, and for the Lakers sitting in 11th place and just they look like a dumpster fire and they're just going to go down, down, down. They have a better shot at landing Zion Williamson as they <laughs> do to make the playoffs, which is crazy. So I'm going to ask you, Speedy, what, 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 do, you, what do you think about that? It's, it's a weird dilemma because here's the thing I think the biggest things that are hurting this Lakers team are more mental than it is talent based right now I think the fact that these kids were as much as as much as they were on the Lakers and are going to get some kind of publicity and obviously Lonzo Ball and his idiot father are always always going to get some too. What, you don't like uh, LeVar Ball? You don't, you don't not, either. So. I can't stand <laughs> yeah, LeVar Ball. Exactly. But regardless, I think it's more mental than it is anything else. All those stuff swirling around now that they could be traded, they got to stay in their head for a long time and that's the way the NBA is. The NBA, with the way the media is, they care more about the trades and the off-season rumors and the free agency rumors who's going to pair up with who than anything else and when it comes to a trade these kids their their mentality gets shattered and this is the other thing too that I look at more with football than I do with other sports but it might happen in this case too because LeBron is there not obviously their fault or anything like that but because LeBron's there he's also going to get a lot more I guess maybe primetime attention, more feature game attention where these kids maybe weren't ready for it. Like they're not ready for all these, I guess, bigger media games. And I think that's what's more getting to them right now than it is LeBron James. So is LeBron James putting extra pressure on him? Maybe. I don't know. But I still think right now what we know, everything that's going on with them I think is mostly mental. 
LeBron could be putting pressure on them. Sure, we don't know that yet, and maybe he should take some responsibility. He needs to but take I don't, responsibility. But I don't think it's the primary thing of what's hurt the team. What, so what do you think has hurt the team? The mental instability of the young kids right now. That's what you think? Yeah. Because they've all been streaky. Kuzma was great in the beginning of the season. Now he's down. Brandon Ingram was down in the beginning of the season. Now he's playing well. Like, they're only playing well in particular times, and that shouldn't happen if they have that much talent and potential. So I think it's just all mental with them right now. Some of it could have to do with LeBron, fine, but it's not like they were it's not like they were a playoff team last year and then all of a sudden this year they're down. So I can't put the primary blame on LeBron. Um, you know what? I am gonna put the primary blame on LeBron. Oh no, 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 no. I'm gonna put half the blame on LeBron and the other half on the front office and the GM and all that good stuff because LeBron knew what he was getting into coming to this Laker team. That's why I'm giving him some of the problem. And it is tough when you have guys getting hurt all the time. Lonzo Ball hasn't played basically since before the All-Star break, okay? Uh, he, LeBron James has missed games. He's missed 18, 19 games, okay? Brandon Ingram has missed plenty of games, okay? Yeah, these guys are still young, but also keep in mind that... Uh, Ingram are, are in, is in his third year of the NBA. Kyle Kuzma is in his second year of the NBA. Lonzo Ball is in his second year of the NBA. And Lonzo Ball is still yet to play a full season or without getting hurt. And I know it's been two seasons, but he's getting that rep, reputation of being an injury-prone type player. And that is something that is not good for the long haul of the L.A. Lakers and, and Lonzo Ball. That's something that you don't want at all to be honest with you. And that is exactly what he has going forward. So I look at it right now, and I do put some blame on LeBron James. You have to put some blame on the greatest player of all time because he did this. He went there. He knew what he was getting himself into. He hasn't he hasn't played defense since the second half of the season, since he came back from his injury. He has played no defense. When you have Kyle Kuzma, who doesn't play a lick of defense, pushing you into a defensive position, that's what happens with LeBron James. Okay, that should never happen going forward. But you look at LeBron James right now and you want to know his biggest problem is, is his body language. I don't like his body language on and off the floor when he's playing and when he's not playing. It's just not a good look. It's just bad for himself. It's bad for the Lakers. And again, he just looks very, very disinterested. And that is not a good thing going forward. Can you agree with me there with that, Speedy? I wouldn't say completely disinterested. I just think a lot of it is frustrating right now because it's not territory that he's used to. So while it can be frustrating for him, I don't think that's. I don't think he seems disinterested at all. I still think he he likes it there, and I think he still is playing not a hundred percent hard, like you said. He's taken defensive possessions off and stuff like that, but plenty of them. I don't think he's completely disinterested. I think it's more just the frustration of everything going on. It's territory he's not really used to. I'm sure he's used to the trade deadline stuff because when he was with the Cavs, everyone was expecting them to land a big name, whether it was Chris Paul, whether it was Carmelo Anthony, somebody like that, when he was there. But it still has an effect on the kids, for one thing. And he's not used to playing with a young team because he hasn't done so since... He was a rookie or a youngster with the Cavs originally. He hasn't been used to playing with a team that inexperienced. And he's also not used to be playing with a team with that many, like, 
young stars that have potential too. Now, whether you think their potential is higher than than another person is a different story. We we've argued that many times. Mm-hmm. Like some people think Lonzo's great, other people don't like him. Like they think about it like that, but I don't think he's ever played with that kind of thing. So I just think he's not used to it more than anything else. I don't think he's disinterested though. Well, you you took one of my questions. The Lakers' biggest problem is what? I think it's mental instability right now. I'm going to go – well, I'm going to give you uh, options. Coaching, front office, LeBron, or excessive expectations given the roster? Mm. I still think it's mental instability. Uh, I I just gave you four. Of those four options? Of those four options. uh, I'm going front office and LeBron James. I'm taking two. Okay, I'll take I'll take the last one then. The ex- the expectations. Even though and I stuff. don't, even though I don't think it's entirely that. I just think that something there there is something mental with it. Maybe it's high expectations that we're getting into them, but I think they kind of knew that coming into the season anyway. So I think it's a. I think I'll go with that just for the sake of those four answers. But I really still think it's mental instability. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And then I'm going to go into the next question. I have two questions. What is this? What is the realistic best case scenario outcome for the Lakers this offseason? Now, keep in mind, I said offseason. So now we're talking about the free agency and trades and all this stuff in the offseason. What is the best case outcome for this Lakers this offseason? Well, I think they're hoping for the Pelicans to screw up with Anthony Davis and the Lakers to get him a lot cheaper than original. I think that would be the primary thing. And then I guess maybe get who who would be the best fit with LeBron. I don't I'm trying to think who who it would be. I don't think Kyrie Irving would be based on the the comments that he's been making. I feel like that won't gel well at all. I don't think it's Kawhi. Maybe a Clay Thompson. Interesting. I'm going to say this. Kyrie Irving is the best real, realistic case for the really? LeBron James. You think so? Uh, he he made it a point to let the world know that he and LeBron James mended fences, okay? He's obviously leaving. You can Bo- say that, but it doesn't mean it necessarily he's, he's happened. He's obviously leaving Boston, okay? LeBron James needs a co-star in L.A., all right? Um, and to be honest with you, if that's the case, that's going to cause the Celtics to go all in for Anthony Davis when the t- when the time is done. But I think uh, I think it's realistically to think that Kyrie Irving could be interested in a reunion with LeBron after they both have seen how difficult life can be without the other this season, which is a hundred percent true because they've seen how tough it is without each other. So I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving in that instance. Now, Speedy, the question is. What is the realistic worst outcome for the Lakers this season? Worst case the outcome. The worst outcome, I think, would be they either sell too high on Anthony Davis where it's just those two left and LeBron has more problems with injury. I think that could be one really, I guess, bad expectation. Or two, they get... They get him. No, they don't get him. No, they don't. Saying. They don't get him, or and they trust the kids and they don't develop at all. Like 
Kuzma maybe the worst case scenario is that they strike out on the big stars, right? You know, well, yeah, that's obvious, and and, and they're not in the mix for Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker, and the kids don't develop because they're not, I guess, as attractive as and that no market is giving. Yeah, but then another the one A and one B is that no superstar free agents wants to come be LeBron's sidekick over in an LA Laker uniform. That's what it really is. Okay. So if they strike out on all free agencies and nobody wants to come over there, it, it, it it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. And here we go. The final question before we go to another break and we could get into the NFL. Fact or fiction? LeBron's Lakers tenure ultimately will negatively affect his legacy. What do you think, Speedy? Incomplete right now. It's one year. He was on a four-year deal. This team wasn't expected to, while they were expected to make no, the playoffs, but, they weren't but, expected but, to win but, a title. But I'm talking about over the four-year contract he has or five-year contract he has, four-year contract he has. Do you think when it's all said and done, his tenure there will negatively affect his legacy? I'm going to say no right now, but I'm going to still call it an unknown. I'm going to say it's fiction. I'm going to say it's not a fact. It's definitely a fiction. Um, his three championship rings will still be there. He has a good chance of retiring as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. We could always keep uh, wasting our breath on the Jordan versus LeBron goat debate, but no matter what happens in L.A., LeBron's legacy is one of the very best to ever play the game. It's secure. That is one thing for sure, and that is one thing I can agree with as well. And this is coming from one of the biggest critics of LeBron James there is. Okay? But, again... It's something we're going to have to wait and see. He has three more years left on his contract. We'll see what happens going forward with LeBron James. It's going to be really interesting, that's for sure. Um, The last thing I want to get into before I talk about anything, okay, before I get into anything, I want to talk about Kevin Durant a little bit. I want to talk about does he have one foot out the door? And all that stuff. And again, Speedy, I'm going to let you handle this first before I give you my insight. Or you know what? I'm going to get into it first. How about that? We'll switch things up a little right, bit. Go for it. And I'll get into the Kevin Durant situation. Um, it looks like to me Kevin Durant isn't seeming to have a lot of fun anymore. Um, a few weeks after blowing up at the media, uh, Kevin Durant did have another tense session with reporters following the Warriors' 33-point loss to the Boston Celtics on Tuesday. Now, could all this behavior mean something that's hidden? Um, could it have to do with his future? And there are members of the organization concerned that Durant's behavior is a sign that he's already got one foot out the door. What do you think, Speedy? I firmly believe that he has one foot out the door with how he's acting. I did already. I don't think that magnified it in any way because he's going to keep doing that. He's talking with... Kyrie Irving, he's talking with his brother and and saying that he's leaving. Like there's there's multiple reasons why I think he's le- I think he was leaving anyway. I still think he wants to go back to the East Coast, and whether he goes to the Knicks, whether he goes to the Wizards, maybe he goes back home like LeBron did. When he goes to like a team like the Nets, who might be spending big, I don't know. But I still think he is leaving the Warriors. I think he's done what he wants to wanted to do there, win those titles. Odds are they'll win another one this year. So I think he is leaving. Odds are is that they will win another one when it's all said and done in Golden State. 
But I'm going to have to agree with you there, Speedy, because I've said it too from the get-go. It seems to me that Kevin Durant doesn't want to be in Golden State anymore. He just wants to be his own guy. He wants to maybe go to the Knicks, maybe go home and go to Washington where he grew up, uh, Washington, D.C., and play for the Wizards. Who knows? I don't think the Wizards have the cap space right now to do things being locked up with Bradley Beal and John Wall for all that money going forward. But, yes, I agree with you, Speedy. I think it is a big-time deal with uh, Kevin Durant and with his comments and how he's acting. I think he he is showing that he has one foot out the door right now in Golden State because, I don't know, the way Golden State has been playing, and, yeah, th- listen, they're, they're the type of team that can maybe turn it up come playoff time, which could really change everything. Right. But right now with the way they're playing, they don't look like a championship-caliber team whatsoever. And it starts with the defense, in which they're playing absolutely none of. Right, but I don't think they care. I think yeah. they, I think they still know what they're doing in terms of the the playoffs. I don't think that'll be a big deal. No, I and, and listen, I, I I agree, I agree with you one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, last thing I want to talk about real quick before we go to break, just to touch upon Charles Barkley's comments on Kyrie Irving. Did you end up hearing? What no, he I said? didn't hear that. Well, Charles Barkley rips Kyrie Irving as a miserable person that he is. The most miserable superstar athlete ever, okay? Really? Yeah, and it's kind of crazy, and he, and he wrote, I think that's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard because Adam Silver chimed in and said stuff about social media, how that could have something to do with it, and for once, I agree with Charles Barkley because you look at it, these guys are making $20, $30, 40000000 million a year with everything, their contracts, endorsements, all that type of stuff. They work six, seven months a year. They stay at the best hotels around the world. They ain't got no problems. That's total bogus, according to Barkley. And then he says this. Let me tell you something. Kyrie Irving, I've never seen a more a, seen a person so miserable in my entire life. Charles says Kyrie Irving has absolutely zero right to be upset with his life, saying he's a millionaire, he's famous, he's a superstar, he's got a ring, and he's in movies. And he's still one of the most miserable people that I've ever seen. What do you think about that? What do you think about? Uh, I don't think Charles he's the Barkley? only one. I think it's just the way modern NBA players and superstars are are now. I've always said Kyrie Irving is so just indecisive with what he says. He says one thing, he then he'll say something else that can't completely contradict it. Whether he's doing that with intent or that's actually how he feels, I don't know. But I've always said he's indecisive. And yes, he's right to an extent, but I don't think he's the only one. Yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see how that goes forward. I just wanted to see what you had to say about that. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, I'm finally going to get into some NFL talk. I'm going to get into some combine stuff. And I'm going to talk about all the free agency news going on around the NFL. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cabs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I know I haven't talked about it for a little while, but now I'm going to get into the NFL. 
finally. I've been so caught up with baseball and NBA, I haven't really got to talk about the NFL in my past shows for the past two years. Well, you weeks. and Vinny get into tons of basketball debates, that's why. But, and, and that's the problem, and i and, and I got to do something about that, especially the stupid Zion Williamson <laughs> nonsense that, that Vinny Rubo and I uh, tend to get into right it's now. Vinny's man crush. It, it's, it actually makes me sick, Speedy. It makes me sick on how much he thinks Zion Williamson is going to be a. Uh, and he makes Zion. He makes it seem like Zion Williamson is going to be on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. I like my when, comment I said on Tuesday when, when it's all said and done. It's, I hated it, it. It's a big game. It's a big game for the Knicks because it's for it's a big game for Vinny's quest to get Zion Williamson and your quest to get anybody else. <laughs> R.J. Barrett is going to look good in blue and white and orange uniform for the New York Knicks. That is one thing for sure. But let's get into it right now, the NFL. And I want to talk about Mr. Kyler Murray and what's his name? Charles uh, Charlie Casserly. And Charles who currently works for NFL Network. Casserly. And what bothers me about this whole situation is that Kyler Murray, yeah, he may have had bad interview. A bunch of bad interviews. But hearing it from this guy doesn't make me seem like I want to believe him. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay? There are rumors. Charles Casserly, like I said, may be right. He may have a point. Maybe Kyler Murray didn't come off great in team interviews during the NFL combine, right? But the former GM, NFL GM, and NFL network analyst has his own explaining to do about his performance. And do you want to know why, Speedy, he has his own explaining to do about his performance? It's because this freaking idiot, okay, this freaking moron, I, one, I can't stand this guy. Who is he to say anything, number one, okay? But Casserly ripped Kyler Murray multiple times saying the Heisman Trophy winner from Oklahoma was not prepared for interviews, but also, Cassidy may also may have been taking a shot at Murray because he didn't take his part in his side business of preparing NFL prospects for for interviews. And Cassidy stands to benefit from his own criticism. He works for Exos E X O S, which is training players for interviews. It's one thing to be critical about a prospect, which Cassidy was. Okay, whatever you could say, whatever you want relaying that teams gave him the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback. It's another to get paid for preparing other prospects and then spreading flack of another who didn't seek your expertise. It's clearly a conflict of interest, especially if one of Castle's clients is a top quarterback. What do you think about that, Speedy? Do you think it, like this really makes you think a little bit now going forward, knowing what this Casserly guy does uh, for his side business and whatnot with all that stuff? I'm curious. What do you think? I was, again, I'm one of those people that has my doubts with Kyler Murray anyway. So Why? He's the next Russell Wilson. I don't know if he is. I don't. He might be skill wise. I just really have a lot of questions with him anyway, in terms of what he is right now and what teams are going to draft him as. And again, I think this had, could have some truth to it. Obviously, Kyler Murray being the the hyped up guy that he is, maybe got nervous, said the wrong things. Again, this these kinds of things can be mental, and teams do ask weird questions. So I will defend him in that instance. But again, there also could be some truth to that too. Just being that. He's a two-sport athlete. Maybe he 
he says he's com- fully committed to football, but he didn't throw at the combine. He's going to wait till his pro day to do that. He didn't run at the— Yeah, but how many times have we seen quarterbacks not throw at the combine? I get that, but I, I think there's a lot of suspicion considering that what he is, too. There are quarterbacks that don't throw at, the, at their combine and do just fine at their pro day, and maybe he might be just one of them. I don't know. Maybe he was hurt. I don't know. But I just think there's also some truth to that when he is that two-sport athlete that is right now undecided on his future. And personally, I think he was smart, at least for now, playing football just because I do think being teams have the Heisman hype and the the big stats. He's going to be a first-round pick whether he should be or not. I personally wouldn't do it just because I think there's other risk involved. And I don't think he's a can't-miss prospect where I would risk that. But in terms of from a financial perspective, first-round pick quarterbacks are going to get paid a lot. So I think it was a smart decision for him to do that. However, I still think there are unknowns in, in that kind of area, and that's where I think maybe he's right to an extent where he didn't care about that end of the whole draft prospect as much uh, process where he I'm might lo- not care as I'm much about the combine. I'm loving that this guy, Charles Casserly, is getting killed every which way from everybody and whatnot, and now even Kyler Murray is firing back at him. Okay, I mean, listen, people don't have great interviews all the time. It happens. Okay, he may have had a horrible interview. He may have read the board wrong. He may have showed that he doesn't really study the playbook and do things. But let's be real here at Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield ran eight plays at Oklahoma, you know, with with many different options, of course, from that. Right. But he ran eight plays, eight to 12 plays he ran at Oklahoma. Everything else was nothing to him. Okay, so that's what Lincoln Riley does. Lincoln Riley came to his defense, and Lincoln Riley spoke up about Kyla Murray and, and all that good stuff, and I, I respect that a lot, okay? But you want to know what? Charles Cassidy, you're, you're, you're nobody. I don't consider this guy a, a nobody. I consider this guy literally a zero in the NFL. I don't care that he's a former GM. I don't care that he was that he's an NFL analyst on the NFL network. Who are you to say anything? Because this guy basically didn't want to get in your side business and whatnot and take advice from you on how to do interviews and stuff. So you're going to go and bash him because you think or you heard that he had one or two bad interviews? Who knows what was said? I didn't hear anything from other GMs or anything of this sort. Everybody has heard from you, and you have no position to say anything. Okay? That's what bothers me about this situation in Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray, I'm a little worried about him, yes, because of his size and whatnot, because, again, we don't see a lot Pocket of small— presence, too. We, we don't see a lot of small quarterbacks in the NFL do great. Right. Drew Brees and Russell Wilson are the two, two quarterbacks— that could that are doing great things in the NFL, right. and neither of those were first round picks either. Breeze was a second, and Wilson was a third. Breeze was a second round pick, right? Yep. So that's where you're dealing with a really a different scenario than you you've looked at in the past too, with these shorter quarterbacks that have succeeded, and because of the Heisman hype and the numbers, they're gonna they're gonna look at that. And he does do some he does do things well. I'm not saying he's untalented or he's basic or anything like that. I just think he's very raw still. I think he has a lot to work at with it when it comes to pocket presence, when it comes to reading defenses. And because he has the ability, because he's still under contract with the athletics too in their minor league system he could switch at any time and that's where i get worried that team that he might not have the patience if teams don't think he's ready to start yet i feel like he will be a first round pick 
and I, I really don't think he should be. And like I've said many times on the, on this show and many others, I think what the Arizona Cardinals are doing are just stupid. Wait, wait, wait. You don't think he should be a first-round pick at all? I don't think he should be just because of the risk involved with his future and what he could do because he could switch to go play baseball at any time. I think what he's doing, p- participating in the combine and entering the draft is smart because I do think he will be a first-round pick. I'm just saying if I were a GM, I wouldn't do it because I do think there's a lot of risk involved with that kind of thing. And again, I don't think he's this can't-miss prospect where I'm, I'm not going to go after him. This isn't, we're not dealing with Andrew Luck here. We're dealing with Kyler Murray. I don't think he's as good of an overall prospect right now where I could trust him to just jump into the league and start. And that combined with everything else, I wouldn't do it. But I think he's smart for doing it because I think he will be. Well, Kyler, Kyler Murray is a front runner to be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has spoken highly upon highly upon highly of Kyler Murray. Lincoln Riley has said nothing but good things. And keep in mind, a lot of NFL teams were after Lincoln, Lincoln Riley to become their NFL head coach, okay? They liked Lincoln Riley's offensive mind and his schemes, okay? So to hear that from two different people, especially one that holds the number one draft pick in this year's NFL draft, that's a good thing. If he's picked number, if he is picked at number one, or even if he's the first quarterback taken, Murray's ascension would mark yet another case, ironically, in the second straight year involving an undersized Heisman winning quarterback from Oklahoma, obviously last year, Baker Mayfield, okay? Now, you look at it right now, the Cardinals, they took Josh Rosen last year, what, number 12 or number 11? 10. Number and 10. And they traded up for him. They gave up a third and they gave up and a they fifth traded to up trade for up him. with the Raiders. So you know if the Arizona Cardinals, which I'm hearing all the rumblings that he's going to get traded before uh, the free agency starts, which starts I, I think the NFL year March starts 13th. March 13th, right? Yeah. So that'll be next week. That'll yeah. be next week because mm-hmm. March 8th is Saturday. Sunday's the 9th. 10th is Monday. 11th is Tuesday. 12th is Wednesday. So a week from today, Speedy, what a good show we're going to have next Thursday, Speedy. The NFL so season gonna do starts. Half NFL free agency and half quarterbacks you would take over Andy Dalton. Well, no, no, no. Don't worry. In, a, in, a, in about nine minutes, we're doing the Andy Dalton take. Ah. We're doing the Andy Dalton take. And actually, while you're sitting at the computer, I want you to find some funny music that we could play while we're doing the Andy Dalton take. Funny music. Maybe do like a clown thing or something or a circus Circus thing. music. Yeah, for Andy Dalton. Because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know... I hate Andy Dalton more than I hate anything in this world, and trust me, I don't hate a lot of things. I hate to use that word, hate, but I absolutely hate everything about Andy Dalton. I think he stinks. Never thought he was a good quarterback coming out of TCU. Um, There's just nothing good about that redheaded ginger, okay? He's not a good quarterback. He doesn't belong in the NFL, but it it is. Well, he wasn't a first-round pick either, so it's not like— it's not like they were stupid as as stupid as the Vikings taking Christian Ponder twelfth overall that draft. So let me ask you this, Speedy: between the quarterbacks in this year's draft right now, who would you who would you select with the first quarterback taken? Who would I take? I don't know because I don't really like any of them as first round picks. Ah, so. Music to my ear. So I, it's tough. I I think there are some sleepers that can be good. I don't think any of them are first-round picks, though. The guy, uh, and Jeff likes him, too. The Northwestern kid, Thorson, I think can be. But again, I don't don't think he's a first-round pick. I don't like And the other one that I think can be good, if he's coached right, is Will Greer. But that's it. Those are the only two. Will Greer's a little 
little on the older side. He's 25 years old. True. That's the that's the one reason I don't like him. And the other thing is he's a gunslinger, so he could he could just as easily be another Jay Cutler as he is a good quarterback. I would so. take Jay Cutler over Andy Dalton. Mark that, <laughs> mark, mark that one down. Jay, Jay, Jay Cutler is definitely in my eyes better than Andy Dalton. I cannot, of course he is. I cannot wait for this list, Speedy. I am going off on Andy Dalton. But again, oh boy, I like Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be a fantastic quarterback in the NFL, given the right situation and the right team, the right schemes, the right head coach, the right quarterbacks coach. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, the QB coach is still very, 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 very important to certain players, especially up and coming rookies and all that nonsense. I think Kyler Murray is going to be fantastic. Do you think it will be right away though? Because that's the that's the one of the uh, things I don't like about him. I think he's fine. Again, I don't think he's a, untalented. I think he's still very raw though. Because he only played one year too. He has only played one year, and he is very, 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 very raw. Okay, um, I think he's going to be good eventually. Maybe not his first year, but I think he's going to pick it up. I think he. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a chip on his shoulder where he's going to be out to prove everybody wrong. Okay, and I think he's going to be able to step up in the middle of the first year, depending on where he goes. If if he gets drafted first by the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury's throwing him right into the gauntlet right off the bat. There's no one who is the backup quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's Mike Glennon at this point. And I like Mike Glennon over Andy Dalton. <laughs> I like him too over Andy Dalton. Hey, Andy Dalton never fumbled without anyone touching him. I don't care. I still like Mike Mar- Glennon's done that twice. <laughs> and I like Mark Sanchez over Andy Dalton as well. So. Oh my god. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to take it with uh, with what it is and whatnot, but I think Andy Murray is going to be fine. In, Andy Murray. He's a uh, tennis player. Andy, Andy Murray. Uh, Kyla Murray. Sorry, I don't even know why I said Andy. <laughs> Kyla Murray is going to be fine. He's in your head. He's, uh, it's crazy. It, it, it really is nuts. I'm, I'm going crazy over here and whatnot. But, yeah, I think Kyla Murray is going to be great. I don't see anybody else. I don't like Dwayne Haskins and like like. Uh, no, the, I'm not crazy about him. Like either. the pun master said earlier today on Chalk Talk, Urban Meyer has produced one good quarterback in the NFL, and that's uh, what's his name, Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, Alex Smith was a late bloomer too, and he's not even that good. <laughs> right, he was a late bloomer. He so he was bad for Urban six Meyer years, and, and then all of a Urban sudden, Urban Meyer got and good. quarterbacks don't go along together. But again. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, we, we, nah, we won't see. And again, Haskins is somebody who will get drafted because of his numbers and because he was a Heisman runner-up. And a lot of people, including Errol, thinks he should have won. But again, Errol's an idiot. I, he had, Dwayne Haskins. He plays in the Big Ten where they don't play any defense just like the Big 12. Michigan. Well, the Big Ten West doesn't play any defense. The Michigan, East has some good teams. Michigan hasn't played defense this entire season. They've been awful this entire season. So he had one good game. Where they beat up on Michigan, yeah, at home. What happens when you went to Maryland and you almost lost in overtime? Well, that was a shootout. I don't yeah. think that was really and, his and, fault. And if you didn't get lucky, like it, it, it's asinine if people think that Dwayne has. I would criticize won. him for the the Purdue game more than Maryland. Yeah, you should never lose to Purdue, right. ever. Not by what twenty nine points? Like uh, yeah, <laughs> almost thirty points, and you want to win the Heisman Trophy? Right. Get the hell out of here. With that, it, it, it's crazy. I yeah. mean, I love Arrow, but some of the stuff he right. says, he, you and I just he, shake he, our heads. You can't use one game on the basis of uh, judging a, a talent like that. You have to look at the entire body of work when you look at it. He says the same thing about, uh, who was it, Jonah Williams. He said the same thing about, because he struggled against Clemson, he's a bad player now. <laughs> Does he realize that that front line of Clemson, they're all going to be first-round draft picks? Every single one of them. 
Every single one. All, all four, you think? Uh, you think, uh, no, the other defensive tackle is the one I'm not sure about. Not Lawrence, the other Clell one. Farrell? He's no, gonna be the, Farrell? He's going to be, be. The, probably the first one Wilkins, picked. No, Wilkins, Lawrence, and, and Farrell, I think, will be. You said all four, though. Oh, who's well, the, who's meant, the other oh, defensive tackle? I, 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 meant, I meant all three because they play a three-four okay. front. Okay. So it, all right. those three guys who I think are – they're all going to be first-round draft picks. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Lawrence's stock could fall a little <laughs> bit, whether it should or not, just because well, of the drug tests. Well, did you see what tests. he ran in the 40? Did you see what he ran in the 40 before he hurt himself? He had one of the best 40 yards. Yeah, he did. He had one no, of the he best 40 yards. No, he was very good. Yards. No, yeah. I don't think his stock should drop. I'm just saying I think it will. I, if I, I think he's a top 10 pick, personally. I think he's that good. I think Dexter Lawrence is very good, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think Colin Farrell is very good, and I think Watkins is very, very good as well. Uh, Christian Wilkins yeah. is also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be in the first round. I'm going to tell you this. Clemson. I think he's more middle first round, but I think he's going to be a first round Clemson's pick. Clemson's going to have four defensive guys in the first round this year. How crazy is that? So you got three, the three defensive linemen. Who else do you think? Well, Christian Trayvon w- Mullen, you think? It's possible. Okay. I'm just curious. I like him, too. I don't know if he'll be a first round pick. Wait, so though. who'd I say? Wilkins, Farrell, Dexter. And Dexter Lawrence. Those Dexter are the three. Lawrence. Yeah, okay. Yeah, those, those are the three that I definitely see. Because I don't think their linebacker round. will be. People are thinking their linebacker will be. I don't see that. There's, there's plenty of linebackers from the NFL combine. Rashawn Gary, who plays up towards the line, but he's more of a rusher. I mean, you could say yeah, Josh, Allen. Pass Josh Allen from Kentucky, another rusher. Another pass rusher, right. Uh, listen, this, this linebacking group and this defensive line group is – one of the best we've seen in, in drafts in recent years that I that I could right. think of. Right. Could, and it's also the best interior line lineman draft we've ever seen, too. Well, I think, yeah. For what we're Qu- looking at. Qu- Quinn, and, uh, Quinn and Williams. Well, and Dexter Lawrence, too. Yeah. I think it'll help with that. But I think, well, I think Quinn and Williams is much better. I think he is, too. But I, I, when you look at the whole body of work from him to, to Ed Oliver to the, uh, who's the Florida State guy? I can't think of him. But, I have no idea. But, um, but, but you look, Nick Bosa. I mean, you have Josh Allen, Quinn and Williams, uh, Montez Sweat. I forgot about him as well. I liked him before his combine, yeah. too. So I, that, that, his stock's going to get boosted a ton. Devin Bush, uh, Devin White, Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle from Houston, who was talked about on being the number one draft pick in this year's NFL draft before he got injured and he got into all that trouble Right, at the Houston. coachability stuff, yeah. right. I have my concerns with him too. Just Colin Farrell, of that. Bri- oh Brian Burns from Florida that's State. Who I'm that's who of. you're yep. talking about. Mm-hmm. That's who you're talking about. Him, Christian Wilkins. I mean, you look at these guys. It, it's very, very heavy uh, defensive linemen in in this year's draft. Very, very absolutely. Heavy. Dexter Lawrence. I, I mean, come on, man. Jalen Ferguson from Louisiana Tech. He had a very good season. They have him going in the first round. I see him as a late first round pick. Yeah, so, they, yeah. They, that's where a lot of people have them. But but again, it's, a lot of it will have to do with the team needs as well. So of not all these guys are going to go as early as people think. Even though the, when you look at the ranking of the talent as a whole, it is very high. Of course. Like I think the number one prospect is Nick Bosa. That being said, the Cardinals might not take him because they might need Quinn and Williams more, or they might. No, be, no. Trust me. If, they might take Kyler Murray just because of the love affair listen, with Kingsbury. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. I'm going to tell you this: if Nick Bosa is there, they are taking Nick Bosa, regardless of anything. Not even a question. No, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying they might say, "All right, we have two good." Edge Who do you rushers. want the Giants to take at six? Me? Yep, I'm asking you because you're a Jonah Williams. Fan. I've you said want, Jonah Williams for a long Jonah time. Jonah Williams too. Yep. Okay. I've said that for a long time. If he's not there, 
They could take another tackle. I wouldn't mind that. No, there is no other tackle you would take. Who? Jawan Taylor from Florida? Maybe. I would take him. You don't like him? Ah, he's 6'5". He's 335. I mean... Right. He's more of that old school type tackle, but I still think he'll be good. The other... The, the defensive player I would take first if he's there... Quinny Williams. Would be that... Yeah, I don't think he'll be there, but... No, he if won't. he's there, fine. Take him. Josh or one Allen, of the pass Clellan, rushers. Right. Or take one of the pass rushers. I would even take a shot at Ed Oliver if I had the opportunity. Uh, see, I don't think he'll fit Betcher's defense, and I do worry about the other but things. But you, you want to know what I worry about with Betcher's defense is the, is the defensive ends and the rushers. So I would go after like a Rashawn Gary from Michigan, the defensive end who's See, very I think fast. he's another more of a, another one of those interior guys, though. I think the Giants have enough of those guys. Well, I he's th- a I'm, defensive end. Don't get me wrong. He's big. He's six foot five. He's 287. Right. He's a 4'3 defensive end, though, to me. I, think, I don't know if he's a 3'4 guy. And I what think, about Devin White? Gotta I like Devin I White. like Devin White. He's getting a lot of praise on this combine and everything. I like Devin White. The other, a the lot. other guy I like, not a front seven guy, but as a secondary guy, is Greedy Williams. Greedy too. Williams, yeah. I th- I, I from think, LSU. Yeah, I think he. I think he's going to go fifth to Tampa personally because I think Tampa really needs corners I badly. Th- I think he might fall down to sixteen to Carolina if he falls that. I far. don't think he falls that far. You know what? Anything's possible. I think Detroit would take him if he's there because uh, they need. Some, they've needed somebody outside Slay for a long time. Well, de- well, Detroit's going to take Gary if he's there. They love Rashawn Gary and Devin White, from what I'm hearing about the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I can see that, too. The thing is, I don't know if they need that as much as they need somebody uh, outside Slay. They've had that problem for a long time. I don't think their linebacking core is their worst thing right now. As good as good of a player as Devin White is, I, I don't think that's their worst feature right now when it comes to their defense. I think they could live with uh, what they have. Their pass rush and their secondary is awful besides Slay. Yeah, And it, their DTs. Their DTs aren't it's, bad it's, it's something to keep an eye on. That is one thing for sure. But you know what, Speedy? It is time <laughs> to get into right, it. And I'm going to ask you to go first. So start the music for me. Let's see how this... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at the music. All right, Speedy. Here we go. Name five quarterbacks that weren't in the playoffs. That were not in the playoffs? That were not in the playoffs that are better than Andy Dalton. Well, not in the playoffs is pretty easy. All right. Uh, Matt Ryan has won. I think that team is still very good, and they were decimated by injuries. Uh, I would take Cam Newton over Andy Dalton. Obviously, I would take Aaron Rodgers, even with the injury concerns, over Andy Dalton. Uh, who else not in the playoffs would I take? Saints were in. Uh, Russell Wilson was in. I can't help but laugh at this music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Cracks me Deshaun up. Watson was in, so that doesn't work either. Uh, Andrew Luck was obviously in. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. Even though I think he's been turnover prone at this point in his career, I think he has fallen off too. I still would take him over Andy Dalton, and I would take Derek Carr over Andy Dalton. Derek Carr over Andy Dalton. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. You want to know who? Well, I'm going to name you all the quarterbacks I would take over. <laughs> okay. Which drastic name are you going to start with? Well, this is what we're going to go with. <laughs> the first name I'm going to take over Andy Dalton is Matt Barkley from USC. I'm going to take oh, him over Andy Dalton. God. Um, 
I am going to take Nathan Peterman over Andy Dalton as well because, again, I love Nathan Peterman over Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm taking Brock Osweiler over Andy Dalton. Um, I'm also taking the Dallas Cowboys new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, over Andy Dalton right now. I'm also taking oh, their backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, over Andy Dalton. Oh, my God. Um, who, who else Cooper can I throw? Uh, oh, here we go. Jacoby Brissett over Andy Dalton. Not even a, not even a question. I hope Jeff heard that. I'm taking Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson from the Washington Redskins over Andy Dalton. Um, I'm taking. This is my favorite one, Speedy. You know exactly who I'm going to say. Dan Orlovsky over Andy oh, Dalton. Oh, God. The quarterback of the 0-16 Lions. I know Andy Dalton hasn't won a playoff game. This guy in that season didn't win a regular season game. I am taking Trevor Simeon over Andy Dalton. Oh, God. Talk about basic. I am taking... Why, why is he basic? Trevor Simeon? Why, I don't, I mean, He's I a don't very know. basic quarterback. I am taking Ryan Griffin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought oh. Ryan Griffin was a tight end. No, he's a... He, has him as a quarterback, third string quarterback. Um, I'm taking Sam Bradford over him, Mr. Fragile Piece of Glass. Okay, yeah, even with one leg or one arm, I'm taking him over him. Oh, God, I'm, I'm taking C.J. Bethard over Andy Dalton. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh God, and we're gonna end our show on this. There is not one quarterback in the NFL from first string, second string to third string that I wouldn't take over Andy Dalton. <laughs> So let that marinate and grasp to all the listeners for my hatred of Andy Dalton. I hate him. You would take the freaking 30-year-old Giants backup over Andy Dalton? Who, the New York Giants? Yeah, the Alex Tanny or whatever oh, that guy yeah, is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just sign him to a brand <laughs> oh, new extension. God. Alex Tanny, Kyle Lorletta, they're all better than Andy Dalton. and those are all Oh, co- oh here's, here's a good one. Nobody knows he's the backup quarterback for the Chargers. Would you take Kellen Clemens over oh, Andy Dalton? Easily. I oh, love I, lo- I love what Clemens has showed me when he was with the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, so Really? I'm gonna, you love I'm, I'm gonna take him over uh oh. over Andy Dalton. Alright, here's another one. Alright. Alright. The Lions backup quarterback. Dan Olowski. No, no, no. No, right now, the Lions backup quarterback. Jake Rudock. Would you take him over Andy Dalton? Uh Jake Rudock. I <laughs> Yeah, I would take Jake Rudock <laughs> over Andy Dalton. I don't even know who Jake Rudock is, but he I'm still... He was Michigan's quarterback for a while, so... I'm still taking him over. I think the year before Harbaugh came, he was Michigan's quarterback. Yep, well, I'm taking him over Andy Dalton. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Speedy's going to shut that music off, but... All right, that, wait, that, no, no, one last one. One last one. Okay. Go through the entire, besides recently, the entire Browns quarterback graveyard. Hold on, let me let me pull on this that up. jersey, like with all the the guys crossed off. Okay, hold on. Oh, here we go. How many of those would you take over Andy Dalton? I, I will read them out to you. <laughs> I will definitely read them out to you. From 2006 on, or 2005 on, okay? okay. All right. Trent Dilfer, I take over him. Charlie Fry, I take oh, over him. God. Derek Anderson, I take over him. Brady All right, he was Quinn. at least good. I could Brady live with Derek Quinn, Anderson. Brady Quinn, I take over him. Ken Dorsey, I take over him. And Bruce Grodkowski, I take Bruce over him. Bruce Grodkowski. I take, oh, my. I take Jake Delhomme over him. Well, Jake Delhomme was good. I could live with that I take one, Seneca so. Wallace over him. <laughs> okay. I take Brandon Whedon over him. <laughs> I take Thad Lewis over him. Oh, I take geez. Brian Hoyer. 
I take Jason Campbell. Uh, I definitely take Johnny Manziel. I take Austin Davis. I take Cody Kessler. I take Josh McCown, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin oh Hogan, and Tyrod Taylor all over. Oh him. So I would take every quarterback that the Browns. What did have. this guy do to you? I hate him. I what hate did him. he ever do to you that causes you to hate him? Just because you hated him as a prospect and he can't win a playoff game? I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Hate, 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 hate. But ladies and gentlemen, God. that's how we're going to end our show today for my hatred of Mr. Andy <laughs> Dalton as I would take every single quarterback from first, second, and third okay. stringers over him any which way I, twice I could live with Derek Anderson and Jake DeLome. That's about it. What? Charlie Fry? No. Charlie Fry. Seneca oh, Wallace? God. No. Well, those are all guys I would take over him. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show here at the 3rd and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We will be back on Monday at 4 o'clock. We're going to have Mr. Vinny Rubo and myself here. And then Tuesday we might be blessed with Speedy and the Beave and Mr. Vinny Rubo. We'll see you, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe. I'll see you later. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.